Love this West African guitar vibe. Darkness bring out our emotions. Mix them up and not like potions. Now that it's like the zillionth time I've listened to this song, I love the like, what's the opposite of riser? You know when it goes like down into the verse? Fix some scars we share with The opposite of riser. There's one and it sounds like little like tweeting birds. It happened like at this point 45 seconds ago, but I encourage everyone to listen for that right before the verse starts. <laughs> I know, I was gonna say that. But it doesn't happen at the beginning, it's only in the chorus. Yeah. Here comes the best drop ever. Okay, so that was the new Major Lazer song called Blow That Smoke featuring Tavlo. It is on their new Major Lazer Essentials album that just came out. And like, I know we talked about last week how um, this is Major Lazer's last album potentially that's coming up. And they really are like knifing us in the heart by releasing this Essentials album because it's like, remember all that awesome stuff we did? Now we're going to be gone forever. Yeah. <laughs> It's literally like, remember how long we've been here? And like how many times that you've listened to, say, Bubble Butt before? <laughs> or Lean On. Or Cold Water. I also love that the there are some remixes on the album. Like they didn't just add All My Love. They put the remix on there. Or Light It Up. They put the remix on there. That's like a yeah, large yeah. amount of self-awareness to be like, oh, actually I think the remix like ended up being more popular than the original you know yeah, what i mean like it's yeah. fully just like for the memes of people who listen to major laser songs yeah and i think it also is like a generally like smart move like i don't think that the average person like knows that the people who may lean on also made like bubble butt like they'll know the both songs but not necessarily that they're like the same people oh yeah and i feel like most people do not know the song jet blue jet yeah. Either they know the song or they know that tiny eight-year-old dancing on Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> to Trisha Miranda choreography. Dancing directly on top of Ellen DeGeneres' body. <laughs> oh my god, but it's so fucking good and it's so exemplary of like the old major laser. I want the whole song to be like this. It's really good, but this is classic major laser where it's like super like has this really engaging percussive beat and like this verse-ish part and the breakdown is really catchy and hype. This is like yelling major laser is the most major laser thing ever as of the early 2010s. Do you see what I mean? Like this type of like very catchy hook and then like it goes into like a variety of laser Siren sense. Mm -hmm. The most typical major laser move you can do. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, that influenced like so many genres and artists and like people and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's crazy to like look back and be like, oh my god, Vibes Cartel was the vocalist on Pond de Floor. Anyways, 
everyone go check that album out i'm so excited for their like upcoming new release um and it's gonna be great and i just wanted to start with that because i had so much nostalgia seeing this album um but anyways welcome to backtrack i'm em i'm jay and let's get right into it so last week i said the quavo album was like in the oven and now it's like no longer in the oven i guess a fresh baked quavius just a fresh served baked for you quavius. i thought it was like pretty good would i say it is still the hardest album i've ever heard probably not <laughs> but it is really entertaining and i do like quavo a lot I'm not going to lie, the album kind of sounded like if they made a whole Migos album and then they took out the lines, they just like controlled A on the lines for takeoff and offset and then just deleted them. And then you were just <laughs> left with only the Quavo parts. Except for the other songs that have offset and takeoff yes, features. Yes, those, those But never both at stay. the same time. Yeah, never both. Never a full Migos. Mm-hmm. But it, like there's all the same sort of like Gregorian chanting. He has some ad-libs where he's like, grandma, and then he's like, grandma. Like, he has, you know, like this whole reverb effect that is like so holy and so Quavo. Um, okay. But I mean, I think, yeah, there's just a lot of open space, not seriously, because they just deleted Takeoff and Offset, but I do kind of feel like Quavo's like, where are my friends? Like, I thought the best songs were the ones that had features. I obviously love Sweetie, so I was pretty into that beautiful duet um but champagne rosé was super super good it's with madonna and cardi b so it's like oh yeah yeah i listened to that one. crazy um and rerun with travis scott was really good i'm and there was also a kid cuddy feature which was like super rogue to just have on there um but yeah i feel like at this point everyone's already listened to it but those are my those are my overall thoughts um on the complete opposite end of the spectrum in terms of like Quavo being the most like in your face on the features all over the place new music friday la di da there is open mike eagle who is this indie rapper and he is coming off of a win a wrestling win because he just a what um okay how should i explain isn't this dude a rapper yeah yeah so he's a rapper he is a rapper that's true but he so, like uh, did I miss something? Or? Yeah, honestly, like I we could have made this like the intro if it didn't happen like an entire month ago. But basically, like this sub WWE wrestler um, at the end of his match said what has to be described as a rap, but really wasn't not a rap. It was so bad that it doesn't deserve to be called. It was like loosely a rhyming, a few sentences that had some words that rhymed with each other. (laughs) (laughs) During which he like called out a bunch of rappers and were like, you guys need to like verse me in a rap battle or a wrestling match. It was sort of unclear from the video. Um, And then Mike Eagle, who has a wrestling podcast called Tights and Fights on Maximum Fun. Oh my gosh, our favorite network. Yeah, with the McElroy brothers. Um, So he literally was like, First, he was like, this is fucking embarrassing. But then he was like, uh, yeah, I actually, I'll do it. And then, like, this insane Twitter beef turned actual beef started where, like, 
Mike Eagle went to like one of Shiloh. This guy's name is Shiloh Jones. He's literally like the biggest fuck in the universe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like he is literally just like a walking fuck. Um, anyway, so like Mike Eagle goes to like one of Shiloh Jones's like wrestling matches, and then like Shiloh Jones tries to like say something that rhymes. Mike Eagle responds with a legitimate rap, <laughs> comparing him to like John Cena in cosplay. And it's such a good diss that everybody runs him out of the stadium because they, like, can't handle how good Mike Eagle is. And then I think, that, you know, like, shit happens. It's a beef. You know, like, things go back and forth. Mm-hmm. La-di-da. Shiloh Jones releases a video inside of a fucking grocery store where he says, like, you're nuts like cashews and compares Mike Eagle. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. And then he holds up a bag of cashews. <laughs> <laughs> like these ones here yeah. they're 3.99 <laughs> literally though and then he also compares him to um raw chicken because he's cold and slimy <laughs> <laughs> sorry what was that last word and like he you know how like rappers will sometimes speak really intentionally and then you have to like let what they just said kind of sink in for a little bit so you can process it for yeah. shiloh jones it's like it's so bad that my brain struggles to process the English words that he's saying. And I have to think really hard to remember if what he said before rhymed with what he's saying now. <laughs> so, but anyways, so it culminated with Mike Eagle, like, literally wrestling Shiloh Jones. I'm sorry, I really can't pay attention. I, like, I'm fixated on slimy. <laughs> yeah. What did he mean? I don't know, but he held up some really slimy looking raw chicken. (laughs) I mean, whatever. Maybe we just don't get Shiloh Jones. (laughs) Our third eye is not open. Yeah. But anyways, it literally was like a wrestling match and fucking Mike Eagle beat this like real wrestler in a wrestling match, which is I feel like fucking insane. He learned how to That's wrestle. That's really fucking funny. Like he like jumped. This he like jumped and put both his legs on his OG's shoulders. Yeah. And was like defeated by an actual rapper. Yes. And then a rapper wrestled a wrestler and won. Yes. Yes. But, okay. Yeah. So that's bug wild. But none of this is really about that. Besides the fact that there are a bunch of wrestling references on this like new release that he has, which is kind of fun if you like know the backstory, which mm. now you do. Um. Anyways, it's six songs. And I'm told not to call it an EP because that is old language. Um, So it's six songs. And one of them we talked about earlier, which was relatable. And the other five are similarly, like, very dense. Like, it's only six tracks, but it, like, you got to listen to it a bunch of times because it's really a lot like poetry in the sense that, like, you read it, and you're like, I think I understand, but I'm going to read it, like, four more times to, like, kind of make sure that, like, what I'm digesting is, like, what's actually happening. That's you probably know? why he called it an album, even though it's only six songs. Yeah, and, like, for example, it starts off with this song, well, there's first it's relatable, but then it's this song, Every Single Thing, and it has this very common-esque flow where he'll say things... I'm like. sorry, you can't just say that. And because now the only thing that I can think of is that he's gonna be like, "We were facing genocide." He honestly kind of like does talk about that. But you know how, like, even in fucking whatever, "Let It Be," that stupid Yeti song. You know how Common <laughs> speaks really intentionally, and he like yeah. enunciates in a way that like it's it's like he's like reading a book out loud. Mm-hmm. Every single thing has that type of flow where it's very like um, clearly spoken. 
and intentionally spoken. Yeah. And I think that was a really good way to ease the listener into Mike Eagle's flow and like the topical, like the themes that he's going to speak about. Yeah. Because then every song afterwards, you're like already used to parsing the lyrics in that way and Mm -hmm. you like get way more out of it. Um, And so then it kind of goes into Microfiche, which is a song about... um, Wait, what is a microfiche again? Uh, like the word? Isn't that like one of those like, like, like <laughs> tiny little like slides or whatever? Uh, I don't know. Let's look it up. Oh, wait. I do know. It's those weird things that have like old, old, old newspaper clippings on them. Oh, yeah. It says and a you put them on piece, a... a film containing micro photographs of the pages of a newspaper catalog or other document. And they have them in like really old libraries. Wow. They're so academic. <laughs> um and so anyway microfiche is kind of like this song about like when things seem to look awesome but it's still sort of anxiety inducing and sort of stressful like he has this line that I think really tied that together well where he's he has like a bad dream and then wakes up and he's like my lady asked am I good I said hell not nah. and then I felt all bad for my weird mood I looked up in the sky still clear blue you know what I mean it's like having a line that's like oh shit I feel bad that I'm like being weird uh, but like yeah that's a good way to phrase that yeah because it's also the same like thing that was conveyed by like the original unironic like what she says i'm fine what she means like yeah yeah whatever. yeah 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 um he's also like very fun and still self-deprecating like relatable was very self-deprecating like the song relatable was very self-deprecating yeah. but even in these other songs he has a line where he's like vampires don't fuck with my genius mispronounce that though i meant genus <laughs> Which is, like, such a kind of cute, playful, like, set of lines. Um, then there's also Single Ghost, which has this sort of, like, strange outcast-ish flow. Um, it's weird, but it's also kind of funny, which I guess I shouldn't be that surprised by because Mike Eagle is technically, like, a comedian. But it sort of gave me these, like, Reggie Watts vibes. Do you know who Reggie Watts is? Mm, no, I don't think so. He, I saw him at Clusterfest. He is like this LA-based musician, beatboxer, comedian loop guy. Oh, is he the one who's like low-key like bonkers? Yes, probably. Don't know what you're talking about, but he is kind of bonkers. So like, okay, yeah. Then I I do think that I know like who he's has performed like, on like Jimmy Kimmel and like a bunch of like he's been around. I think stuff. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and then Southside Eagle is kind of where, at least for me, it culminates. Well, for me, it culminates, and Mike Eagle was like, I literally wrote these other songs so that I could write Southside Eagle. The entire project was an excuse to write Southside Eagle, he says on Twitter. (laughs) Um, And he was like, I really wanted to write a song that was uncomfortably honest about my personal economy. I actually had to change six of the bars because they were too dark even for me. And when I first listened to it, which is before I read like the Twitter thread, it just like has so many lines that are like, oh, that is so specific that that definitely is what happened. Yeah. Like, he talks about how, like, he's been on every podcast that he listens to and, like, all these kind of really cute and specific and, like, real measures of when you're like, man, like, I feel like I made it in in a certain sense. You know, especially if you're, like, an indie rapper, it's not like, oh, I signed this giant-ass record label deal. You know, like, there are different ways of, like, being like, wow, this is really cool that people are 
I'm like getting my sound out, whatever, whatever. But then there's also lines where he's like reading Twitter t- takes, checking Instagram. Then I remember I really hate Instagram. It's getting late. <laughs> That's relatable. Yeah. He says, it's getting late. Then I remember that I never ate. I got the cake, but I didn't make a dinner plan. You know, it's like I feel well known. I like got my cake, but I didn't have these like plans for dinner, which is like a much more real like day to day problem. You know, like mm-hmm. he even uh, reveals that. His, like, 2016 project, uh, Brick Body Kids Still Daydream, which is about, like, the gentrification of the Mm -hmm. housing project. He was like, it hit me like a ton of bricks at the interview. Bricks, like, Brick Body Kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, I made an audio mural you can walk through about my auntie that I don't even talk to. You know, it's like, those things are so, like, lucid and, like, raw. Yeah. To share that with the listener. And, like, I... That's a song that not only am I going to go back to and listen to, to a bunch of times because it's really well produced and it just sounds really good but it also is like a great piece of storytelling a great like I don't know look into his mind and his scene and everything that's going on with his life yeah um yeah and then there's also another it's like gang initiation or whatever is the one after that and I think it's a nice like it's still um raw but it's a nice album ender you know it doesn't like leave you being like jesus like dang <laughs> <laughs> like south side eagle kind of did yeah but yeah wow i i really 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 liked this i thought about putting it in the oven because like it honestly does require like many many listens but then i actually listened to it like eight to ten times and i was like i <laughs> i'm ready <laughs> i really like this and i have like things that i really want to share about it so yeah that's that's the open mic eagle should we move on to some more more mainstream shit? Some br- aggressively mainstream shit, except like so sort aggressive. of not. Um, okay, so Dua Lipa has this new single? Question mark. I don't know if I want to call it a single. Um, Kiss and makeup with Blackpink. Mm-hmm. Um, so first off, it's not the reason why I say I don't know if it's a single is because it's literally like on a re-release of like her album but it's the complete edition like she keeps on like it's an amazing strategy really you release your album then you release a deluxe edition so people still listen to it because they're like that's a that's a jam whatever i'll listen to all the other jams that i know and then i'll have that one new song now there's the complete edition which has like however many new songs you just have the same album and you just continue to add to it. <laughs> and then at the end of your career, you have one album that's like 300 songs long. <laughs> Do a leap of three, up. four, and the complete edition, <laughs> for, but for, for real this time, for Wii U and Knuckles. <laughs> exactly. But well, I'm into it. Because fucking kiss and makeup was a jam. I remember my friend told me that they were like working with this artist Dua Lipa because he had an internship at Warner <laughs> and he's like British French so that's how he sounds um, but he was like yeah like Dua Lipa she's like that dark pop sound and I was like okay whatever but now I fucking love her yeah. this song is like really interesting because like I'm pretty sure it's like mostly just Dua Lipa on this like vocal but like there's definitely Korean in this song oh wait really? yeah literally the second verse just wait oh this is really good damn because like the other thing is that like 
the production style on this is very similar to a lot of Blackpink songs. Yeah. I actually didn't know that because I don't really know anything about Blackpink. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they're this, like, K-pop, like, girl group. There's, like, four of them, I think. Literally yeah. such a jam. You should check out Blackpink, then. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> um, More teen pop that came out. This song, Fingers by Zayn. Fingies. Fingies. <laughs> and the cover art is, like, fingers everywhere. And, like, you'd think that it would be, like, kind of like a sexual song. Which is what I expected from Zayn. Um, but it's actually about how his fingers aren't working to text back his bae. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. Did you just wor- use that word in the year of our Lord 2018? <laughs> yeah, I did. It just felt right to be a song about not being able to text someone back. Like, the word bae is, like, oh, an bae, appropriate... I can't text you. <laughs> like, My fingies. <laughs> like, actually, though, it's like, I was like, wow. Like, we got to the chorus, and I was like, dang, that was a different turn than I was expecting. <laughs> but then on, like, the opposite, opposite side... There's a song by Zach Abel and Sweetie that's oh. called You Come First. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like Zach Abel is so teen pop. And like, here's Sweetie, like <laughs> on her like mainstream like features, like love that chick. And then I was listening to it and like the pre-chorus is like, I'll go down on you. Like you don't need to ask. Like I'll go around like anything to make you come first. And I was like, oh, <laughs> another different turn than i was expecting <laughs> i also had the same reaction but also like as soon as i saw that sweetie was on it i was like okay maybe this is about the sex <laughs> and she's gonna come and be like i nut <laughs> actually sweetie was the opposite because like there was like a stanza like whatever she's like blah blah i come first and then she's like and you know i come first in the bed too and i was like girl that's what the song's originally about. <laughs> um, and then Zach Abel's like if I've ever failed you let me know so I can learn from my mistakes I was like oh my god this is so thorough <laughs> like, I love it um, but what else oh speaking of very sexual songs Janelle Monae's Pink has oh my god, a new I remix love Janelle out Monet. the new remix is the King Arthur remix I have to say I have not heard of this people yeah, who I don't remixed it know before it but it's an interesting and fun like dancey take on it yeah which i Very, was like, like clubby waiting for because i don't think that she like releases stems but i want a like more club friendly version of pink i was actually i didn't like it as much or like i was listening to it and i was like cool like housey clubby remix of this song you know what I mean? Like, it's easy to be like, okay, you just, like, took this, but then made a club. But then where it's, like, sunny, money, yeah. keep it funky. That's like, the part that, that I really so like. Yeah. Also, Khalid came out with an EP, and it is very cute and beautiful and, like, put together. Khalid is featured on, like, so many things these days that it's really easy Everyone to Everyone loves just, Khalid. Like, well, the thing is, it's really easy to be like, okay, yeah, Khalid is, like, resting on his laurels, like, doing features, like, phoning in, whatever. But he, like, actually doesn't, and he tries so hard, and this EP is really, really good and showcases a lot of range. Like, he's not just, like, doing the same shit. Yeah, yeah. But it also, but it maintains, which is my favorite Khalid vocal effect, is this sort of, like, Hall Reverb 80s synth thing that he does you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah and it makes his voice which is already a very like soulful larger than life voice it like makes it even bigger 
And I feel like that's something that he uses a lot on his solo releases as opposed to on his features that it kind of gives it a nice distinction of like, this is what was like put out by me. Mm-hmm. And then Sun City is with Empress Of and it's like a fun little reggaeton-esque. He like speaks in Spanish mm-hmm. on it. It's like nice and cute. The only thing I will say about it is that partway through the instrumental really sounds a lot like Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. You mean no scrubs? <laughs> like also, yeah, I guess that too. So I was like, okay, this is like pretty good, but I wish it sounded a little different than Shape of You, no scrubs. But speaking of Empress Of. Yeah, so Empress Of literally has an album out. Yeah, it's called Us. And I was like trying to remember like why we both knew Empress Of. I figured it out. Ready? What's up? Empress Of is the vocalist on Best to You by Blood Orange. Oh. Yeah. It's best to you feet Empress of. Dang. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so yeah. So that's how we know Empress of. But she's been sort of like up and coming. She has this really cool vibe where it's like sort of indie synth pop kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she just mixes her Spanish language lyrics in in this way that like adds a lot, but isn't gimmicky, but is also very just like matter of fact. Like, she's just a bilingual singer, and if she, like, feels like fucking singing in Spanish or English, she'll just do it, and I really like that. In terms of the album, Just the Same, Trust Me Baby, and When I'm With Him are great, and each of these songs have different vibes and tempos and lead instruments that all, like, work really well um, and, like, kind of span the whole space of the album. But I want to play Love For Me because it's super, super cool and I think showcases a lot of what I really like about Empress Of. <laughs> Do you know what song that was? Was that No Tears Left Oh my to god, cry? that was so good. I can't believe you got that with like one second. I mean, Ariana Grande's voice is very distinctive. But it was like a literally half a second. Okay, anyways, here's Love for Me. <laughs> the guys love it. <laughs> so she has these like cool samples in there that are like rhythmic and melodic. Oh my god, I literally thought for a second that it, this was like Medusa. Yeah, it's like. But here, listen to this. Like, it's a cool instrumental, but there's a lot of space, and so you really hear how good of a singer she is. Mm-hmm. See what I mean? Like, it's the instrumental is the perfect, like, undercurrent. I love that snappy part. But then, like, the instrumental does swell, you know? It's just willing to back off because, like, she can feel it herself, you know? And so I really, really like this song. So, yeah, really excited for this Empress of shit. She's on, um, I guess we already said she was on the Khalid album, but she's also on the Mo album. So she's, like, doing a fuck ton these days, and I'm really excited for her and happy for her. And we'll get to that album in, a, in just a bit after I talk about some more low-key sound cloudy artist so first off Tennyson um our favorite our beloved uh, we love sibling duos they're so cute they're so cute anyways um so they have a new single out it's called face the night 
and it sounds like the people who wrote the soundtrack to Lion King collaborated with like Saint Lucia and um, them <laughs> also. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? That's, like, really accurate. It sounds kind of, like, elevate in its, like, feelings. Yes, that's true. Once it gets to the chorus, you're right, but definitely, like, the beginning and the verse are, like, full Lion King. Yeah, 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 yeah. In a very, very good way. Enter Zazu. (laughs) Simba is about to see how fast he can run into the horizon. (laughs) That's what's happening right now. See, like, this, like, higher synth, like, doesn't, isn't that kind of St. Lucia-y? You're right. You're absolutely right. It's like if Odessa remixed Can You Feel the Love Tonight while Simba can't wait to be king. <laughs> Luke has such a, like, cute singing voice. Yeah, I'm actually, like, super glad that they, like, started leaning into that more ever since the, like, what EP. Mm-hmm. Also, the song has like a crazy like drum refrain at the end. What's so cool is like the way that they produce music is like they think about how they're going to play it live as well while they're producing it. Yeah, yeah. And so like obviously some of this is like synthesized and like put into the mix. But like there's going to be a concert where like Tess plays this, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. I'm so curious, like, what their next releases after this are going to sound like, because I feel like when an artist releases, like, a single single, like, one single, Mm -hmm. it's, like, in a vacuum, kind of. I mean, obviously, there's, like, their previous releases, but, like, it's alone, and so there's no, like, dot to connect it with, really, like, in terms of going forward, so I'm, like, interested to see what is the net, like, they can go, I don't even know where they're going after. Yeah, we don't know if they're gonna, like, keep going along this, like, vibe, because, I mean, they did sort of explore something that approached this, which was, I think, XYZ, remember, was kind of like this a little Mm, bit. Yeah, that's true, that's true. But then also, like, your eyes, like, didn't really sound like any of their other releases and like wasn't like the cry bird Mm -hmm. uh uh-oh stuff yeah wow it's gonna be so interesting yeah let's see who else oh yeah sean wasabi came out with a new fucking single for filipino american heritage month just kidding it's probably not just for that but it is filipino american heritage month woo goes for your local filipino artists this month <laughs> and every month like mark regito who we talked about love that guy but yeah so this is featuring sadika i think that's how you pronounce it but she's like a smaller artist so i couldn't find any interviews <laughs> <laughs> to verify, to verify. Yeah. it's not our fault we tried so since you haven't listened to this yet i just want to get your reaction on this okay i'm ready classic sean wasabi sense already yeah. and some waves The 
This is really cute. I know. I also like that it sounds different than previous like upbeat otter pop squeeze vibes. Yeah. Yeah, he's like moved out of the like same bass pattern thing that we discussed, yes, which yes, is yes. funny because like we we did literally say like we I really hope that the next single that he releases doesn't have this. It's like pattern. different, and it is because I think like Sean Wasabi uses like that chromatic walk down mm-hmm. a lot in like breakdowns and drops and stuff, and this yeah. still has that, but it's like in a different way, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, um, this song I like played it, and I was like, this is. A lot hornier than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, yeah. It it comes in so hot. <laughs> but then once you're like on that level, it doesn't get like more hornier. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and I mean like Sean Wasabi <laughs> after releasing it literally tweeted, When will Sean Wasabi stop making horny fruit songs? <laughs> I fucking love Sean Wasabi's Twitter. He's great. He had a tweet that was like, if you're at a Filipino party and your parents say you're leaving, add four hours to that. <laughs> I was like <laughs> Like, we're not Filipino, but, like, the Hawaiian parties are so similar. Yeah. Where mom's like, okay, you guys, better get your stuff together, yeah? And then it's, like, literally three hours later. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, because then you also have to say bye to everyone who's there. Every single person. And, or of course, there are, like, a terrible 80 person. people there. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Uh, there's also this, like, really cool, like, little, like, brass part in it. Actually, I'm I'm going to, like... I'm gonna play that part because I know that you're really gonna like it. Okay. Aww. This is my favorite part. It's just that. So cute. I know, and I'm like not really usually one for brass, but like that was so good. That's like my favorite little little touch in there. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, last last one. We're going from like I guess like most to least, least to most deep cut, um, <laughs> because this one I literally found out because of like scrolling through a producer that I follows like SoundCloud likes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, classic. Um, but this song is so fucking lit. So, actually, let me just play it. I love this like cashmere cat s like box. Yeah. Don't you regret taking Latin in school? Maybe a little. This is so fucking good. riding the beat it's so good i know bkb's is a legend honestly um also my favorite part of that 
like entire song is when she goes like say (laughs) (laughs) so fierce (laughs) but yeah so like this is actually a remix of a song by J-S-T-J-R or maybe it's like just Junior or something <laughs> or like I don't know <laughs> but they've been around for like a um a little bit I think they're signed to Good Enough which is the sub label of Mad Decent mm. um I think I like saw them a couple of times uh, they've like partnered with Unique on a song before gotcha, gotcha. Uh, they generally make like pretty like harder style like club E music mm-hmm. um and so this is actually from a remix EP, and I have been following BK Beats kind of, like, religiously as, like, a really cool, like, futuristic club producer mm-hmm. from SoundCloud, and so I ate this shit right up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Anywho, other stuff. Oh, the Mo album. Oh, yeah, we said we'd get to it. Yeah. Um, so I feel like everybody knows who Mo is because they've heard the song Lean On. But in case you don't know, she's the vocalist on Lean On. Blowkiss. Um, literally Blowkiss, okay. Um, she also was the vocalist on Beg For It with Iggy Azalea, which is, I feel like, a little known fact. Excuse me? Yes. Hearing her on Beg For It felt like when you go and backstalk your friends on Facebook. <laughs> and you're like, oh shit, And you see you. their like weird <laughs> selfies from middle school. That is how it felt like listening to Beg for It by Iggy Azalea with Mo. <laughs> um, anyways, I think I first heard of Mo with that Pilgrim song, which was a single that was released. It was released in 2013, but I didn't hear it until later, like whatever my junior year or something oh yeah um but she's a frequent collaborator with diplo and major laser and she's a very good songwriter so um her individual releases are always kind of cool and interesting so i think the songwriting part really comes through here as well as she has this very distinctive vocal effect that she uses which is this sort of like tangy harmony you, do you know what I mean? Is that like a proper adjective to describe that? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll point I it out the, when it comes up. I think that and like the bananas and avocados are her two biggest like. Yeah, like she does that like vocal bending thing and then she has these really distinct set of harmonies always and it not always, but typically it has this like groovy, super rich syncopated instrumental under it. Mm-hmm. And so this album is like has an evolved sound from that, but it also has some like callbacks to um that type of thing yeah um so in terms of songs that i really liked off of the album i want you was one of my favorites i like the use of guitar here and i think it sounds really different than songs that she's typically featured on you know what's wrong with me i get distracted easily and every song's about you won't you get off my mind i'm coming you see what I mean with these lyrics? They're like very, very good pop lyrics, but they're not like too generic. Yeah, yeah. See, so catchy. Cute, poppy. It's great. 
Um, and then there's the song Beautiful Wreck, which I thought was kind of cute. At one point, it sounds like it could very easily go right into that Don't Leave Me Alone song by David Guetta, but then it like kind of switches up, and it sort of reminds me of Talk by DJ Snake. You know how it has that sort of soft, up-tempo touch to it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think... Blur was on New Music Friday and is likely. I feel like I remember that one being. Yeah, it's likely going to be like the big hit, but I actually like. I don't know. It wasn't like my super favorite just because like most songs do this sometimes where they have like a really cool buildup and then the drop is just like. I really don't like this synth that's happening. I know, I know. And then it stops. And you're like, oh, wonderful. <laughs> that stops. <laughs> but then, but then it gets to this, and it's like this beautiful, like vocoder, like thing. And it is obviously vocoder, which we've talked about how we love and we're suckers for it, whatever. Yeah. But her voice does sound cool with it. Yeah, no, she's a particular artist that like does really well with it. Yeah. So then you're like, I'm ready. Like, I don't even remember what that weird beginning was. Like, whatevs. But, you know, then it comes back. And you're like, oh, well, I've already made it a minute into the song, so I guess I'll just keep listening. There are, like, too many songs that are with Mo and have, like, really weird drops. Yeah. <laughs> the Cashmere Cat, Mo and Sophie. Literally, though. Um, and then we I love think... you, Sophie, but the, those pots and pans on that one <laughs> <Are> for <laughs> boy. Real. Yeah, um, I think Red Wine, which is the song with Empress of, is most um, similar to her previous style. And in terms of those harmonies, I just want to play a little bit of it so you can hear those like tangy harmonies. That for some reason I use the word tangy to describe them, but it's too late now. Don't give a damn about the rumors; they have never bothered me. Yeah, and I might be a fool, but I'm liking what my eyes can see. You can really hear that vocal bending. Boys. Yeah. This, like, clapping, too, is mm-hmm. this, like, percussive shit is so, like, old mo. Here are the harmonies that I'm talking about. Right here. Right here. Oh, that's so her. Yeah. It's like, as soon as I hear that, it's like, okay, yep, that's Mo. Anyhow. Um, I like this new, like, taste describing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've started... Like, song's very... Get a little bit of hint of umami in there. Mommy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the last song that I really, really liked was Purple Like Summer Rain, partially because I think the song title is just like a cool song title. I'm not gonna lie. It's a cool song title, but it also has this like, she's singing sort of slowly, but then the instrumentals at double time, like it's very, like, it feels like everything is like moving in fast motion around Mm -hmm. you and stuff. It's very nice. Um, so yeah, overall, I feel like I went into it sort of hoping that it would be as good as some songs that she's featured on and mm-hmm. then i was like wait this is just like super super good period so yeah yeah everybody go check it out um oh and then i actually have a sort of deep cut song it's not like a soundcloud deep cut song but it's like i couldn't find any other 
like information on these artists, so I feel like that makes it kind of a deep cut. It sounds like one of the backtracks that you did a while back. Like that John something something. I feel like in my bed Don't you love the little like woody sense? I do. With ideas drifting around my head. Spectrum in my room that there's like another artist oh, it reminds you of the, the high time remix I did. Yeah. There's like another artist named Lucille, and I was like wondering if this was that Lucille, but then I kind of tried to look on Spotify and it like wasn't. So, DK, who any of these people are, basically. <laughs> what does that sound like to you? Which that part? Pre bro pre-drop let me do it again, again. right there you can do this come on it's not like the do 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 yes exactly messy love it's really me it's exactly like messy love i mean i think messy love since are a little bit more detuned but i think they're like just either the same key or close to it and then the same rhythm and I was like oh my god it's messy love yeah um anyways it's almost that it is almost but then the drop is super super different see what I'm saying this is like more um Cosmos Midnight, and remember that song, the Billboard remix of yeah. um, Together We're Screwed that I played that had that really oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it reminds me of that, but it's kind of more up tempo. Um, yeah, I just I thought this was super funky and fun. They have like another release called Spotlight that they've worked together on. So I don't know who they are, but like keep doing what you're doing. You playing this song literally made me think of changing my backtrack to another song, and now I know what it is. Okay, great. <laughs> Um, so guess who came out with an album? Our friend, Little Yodicus. Who the fuck calls him Little Yodicus? <laughs> Me, as of right now. Okay, great. <laughs> Super duper. <laughs> okay, so this album is called Nothing to Prove, and it came out after um, Little Boat 2, which was in March of this year. Um, of this year yes of this year 2018 Jesus. so it's just like a shit ton more songs and the song this album is long it's 15 songs damn so he's really working a lot anyways so i'm a new lil yachty fan i guess because i literally this is the first album that i will have actually listened to lil yachty That's because so i just beautiful I just, like, had been following him and sort of tangentially knew who he was from, like, features on songs and, like, seeing him, like, rise from the SoundCloud scene. Because, like, and being on Jimmy SoundCloud, Cricket he was kind Kyle of... Album. Yes. He was kind of inescapable. Yeah. Like, he would just be on your stream mm-hmm. or whatever. And so that he, like, kind of references in, like, the first song, which is called Give Me My Respect, which is really interesting because he's he literally says, like, oh, like, you guys keep on forgetting, like who started this whole, like, new wave shit. And, like, it's a bold claim for him to make, but it's also, like, I think kind of true. That, like, he feels like... It feels like he's the first one who sort of rose from that, like, specific group and that specific subculture into, like, radio stuff. Okay, you're right, 
but he did it before it had a label called SoundCloud Rap. Yeah, not yeah. that he's like a SoundCloud. He doesn't he doesn't have the same like vibe or thematic content necessarily, mm-hmm. but like he was a rapper on SoundCloud that is a direct ancestor of the current era. Yeah, and I mean like he also did you know that Lil Yachty is like really young? He's like fucking twenty one. He's what a year the fuck. He's a year older than I am. Yeah. What the fuck? You're so unwise compared to Lil Yachty. <laughs> There's no way you're going to become as wise as Lil Yachty is in the next year. Ugh. That's fucking crazy. Hold on. I'm going to look up when his birthday is. He also doesn't drink or smoke. His birthday was literally August 23rd, 1997. Oh, man. We missed it. Oh. Happy belated birthday, <laughs> Wait, Lil Wait, what Yachty. sign does that make him? Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he's a virgo oh my god it's meticulous enterprising <laughs> we have a virgo in the house a virgo to the nth degree shout out to everyone who watched gay bachelor <laughs> aka prince charming okay the bachelor <laughs> the bachelor greatest show on television we literally had like a period of like a week where we just kind of marathoned this is not thing. a joke there was like a gay version of the bachelor and there was a show and the bachelor From, like, himself was something. like super unengaging i'm not going to lie oh yeah he was just a pretty face and he like, was just like a had person not that much of a person and it had like all. a really cute ending like i actually liked the end of it but there was also like just so many fun characters such as that guy who okay, was like now I'm thinking literally about... l woods and then was like we have a virgo to the nth degree <laughs> <laughs> okay anyways we need to like keep it going we've literally gotten so off track right yes okay so yeah we we're talking about give me my respect so that song has like a lot of very like minimal style like trap e production, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how like the whole sort of first portion of this album is. Yeah. Then there's like another song that has like Juice World that's like kind of cool because they're both super young, so they like reference that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then low key like that style isn't like super my jam. So at a certain point, I was like, okay, like can we like switch up some of this like flow a little bit? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, Who Want the Smoke comes on, which was already released as a single, but, like, I forgot that it was released as a single. Yeah. And then I had, like, a new appreciation for it because, like, I didn't realize how well Cardi's, like, flow and Offset's flow, like, complement Lil Yachty's, like, triplet-ness that was, like, happening through the whole, like, first half. Uh, also because Offset goes chandelier and it's really really funny have you heard it no he does open it with like I don't even smoke (laughs) he's like cause not me I don't want it yeah who wants my smoke (laughs) hey Cardi can you get some of my smoke (laughs) when does he say it oh really soon chandelier as with any member of Migos, like they're gonna like do those ad libs and Be exactly awesome like that. Yeah, <laughs> Shandalia. <laughs> I literally could listen to that like one second clip for hours. <laughs> That's so fucking weird. <laughs> it's like little uh, fucking young thugs. Huh? <laughs> Anyways, so literally. Right after that song, I was like, okay, so I'm ready for it to, like, go back to more of, like, the, like, triplet, triplet stuff, right? Because yeah. the next one is, like, no features at all. It's just Lil Yachty. Are you ready for what the next song sounded like? 
I was literally like, is what? this the same oh, album? <laughs> like, I thought that the album had ended and it it's was like, like when you accidentally cue something random and you're like, oh shoot. <laughs> she don't think she worth it. In the mirror, she don't think she perfect. Late night on the net, she be surfing. Like, this is actually like Looking for so cute. To and I was like, oh yay! Because I love it. I do actually like Lil Yachty singing. Yeah. Oh, so oh my god, Lil Yachty! Baby, that's alright, let's take a trip out to the sand I don't give a fuck if your titties don't stand I won't give a fuck if your lips kinda thin You are still a team Like, that's... Honestly, like, I love, like, the pure spirit of Lil Yachty that's, like, on that song Yeah Because <laughs> it's literally, like, him being, like, really cute and being, like, you're sophisticated and educated And you're, like, so pretty And then he's, like, I don't really give a fuck if your titties don't stand <laughs> Yeah And if your lips kind of thin, you're yeah. still a 10 <laughs> They're kind of thin <laughs> Oh my god that was adorable i know and then i was like okay now what <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then he literally keeps singing for the rest of the album wow yeah it was it was like a literal like a half and half split mm-hmm. um like the next one is also like again kind Wait, of he cute. said he was gonna do that when i i just had like a p sherman 42 wallaby way sydney moment um on Twitter, he said that. He was like, the first half is going to be like rap, like trap style stuff and rapping, and then the second half is singing. Oh. I literally feel like Raven Simone right now. I don't have like a perfect memory of the tweet, <laughs> but like I feel like I have a vision that he said that. You mean you feel like Raven from That's So Raven and yes. not Raven <laughs> not Simone? Not Raven Simone, but actually. Please don't feel like Raven Simone. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Just Raven from That's So Raven. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, and so then he, like, continues on that vibe, which I wasn't expecting, because I didn't see that tweet. Yeah, I just now remembered it. <laughs> Shit, you should have warned me then. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> like, as I'm saying it, I remembered it. <laughs> but yeah, and then what is interesting, though, is that it doesn't, like, continue on, like, that more, like, glittery thing, because mm-hmm. then it just, like, slowly transitions back into the same style of production, but he's still singing. Gotcha. And so, like, there's this one song that I think is actually kind of the heart of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also because he literally does say nothing to prove on it. <laughs> like, somewhere in the song. <laughs> gotcha. It's called Next Up. Like, I legitimately like this song. Yeah. Like, it has a very interesting rhythm. It almost reminds me of, and I know Amine is not the first person to do this, but it almost reminds me of those, like, really percussive, heavy-hitting bass on the new Amine album. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was my first thought as well. Yeah. I think that I like the second half of this album a little bit better, but I think that's just, like, a me thing. Although I do think at the same time that like setting up an album like that does kind of encourage a comparison between the first and second Yeah, albums. that's true. I'm not sure if that's on purpose or not or if it's just like a stylistic grouping, but you're right that it probably most people are going to pick between like one half or the other. Yeah. But it's cool that Who Wants the Smoke is like the pivot point between the yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
And then what else happened? Oh, I guess we talked about Juice World. I feel obligated to talk about the fact that there is a Future and Juice World album. It really blended the two styles together really well. I was honestly. interested to see that. I kind of like Future. Yeah, it's like mellow, but has a good amount of movement to it. I feel like I liked most every song on it. Like jet lags, very groovy. Like it's not what you would expect. It's not like, oh, here's some like sad guitar and trap beats and then they like alternate saying things. Mm. It actually adds a lot more than what you would expect. I'm gonna play no issue because I think that is like one of the cooler ones. I'm glad that he's falling out of love with Xanax because that shit is like <laughs> I didn't actually only act I brought a drum Okay, isn't this cool? Like this corner like reversed vocals in the background and then the, like the interesting drums. The ones on the offbeat, so you know, like, I think in the same way that, like, Sophie's production feels very calculated, that production also feels very calculated. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, weird, but still, like, it very intentional and purposeful. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, there's also great lines on this album. There was a point where he was, like, uh, everyone's getting money, best believe we spend that shit on sneakers. But when I, that line happened, I thought he was saying Snickers, and I got so <laughs> excited. You best believe it. <laughs> we were signing on Snickers. I was like, oh my god, I love that. Shout out. Like, I thought it was sort of like a Marshawn Lynch, like, Skittles sort of situation, but it was actually Snickers, and I was like, damn it. Um, now I'm waiting for that song to come out. I know, Because right? I would love it. I would love any rapper who said that they were spending all their money on Snickers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's also some great feel-good songs on here. Um, Ain't Livin' Right with Gunna has this cool, like, pizzicato string synth vibe and is really cute. And then the last song is literally called Hard Work Pays Off, and it's so empowering. That is cute. I loved it. But yeah, Juice World and Future. I love Juice World. We talked about how we love Juice World on here. Um what else there's a couple other singles i wanted to mention oh yeah love sacket has two new releases paris and storybook both are great storybook i love there's like this complex more jazzy piano because i feel like love sad kid often has um some cute like piano or guitar vibes under it but this one had like some really interesting chords in the back there that i thought was cool um daniel caesar has a new single yeah uh it's called who hurt you um, I really like Daniel Caesar. Um, interestingly enough, I didn't find him because of the original version of Streetlights, but rather uh, an obscure SoundCloud remix of Streetlights. So classic. <laughs> I'm completely unsurprised. By That's like that. slightly funkier. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but yeah, I thought that new single was a fun R&B ballad. Uh, and then Jesse Ray's A Literal Enigma has an EP out. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I feel like I understand her style and I see how it's like different and like magnetic in a certain way. But I didn't really love her Eminem features, for example. Features? Yeah, she was featured on two songs. I loved the buy-in by Eminem on this like young up-and-coming artist. Mm -hmm. But that's just like an example of her kind of like emotive 
sort of like rapping sing song style. Yeah. She has like a super, super emotional voice, but she does this thing where if you've ever heard a Jesse Reyes song, you'll know what I'm talking about, where she's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. I do. Like I, it's 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 like intense, you know. <laughs> and so she kind of like wields that weapon to like the nth degree. But on this EP, um, it's really cool because you can hear just how good of a singer she is. Because when mm. you hear her voice like break like that, you kind of think like, oh shit, I wonder if she's like the worst singer ever or something. <laughs> Not because she sounds bad, because but it's because at that point she's rapping. You know what I mean? And it's kind of one of those oh, things where yeah. when people push their voices super hard, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, like what's ha-? like, you know what I mean? There's just like a lot going on mm-hmm. sonically. But um, this EP just showed how talented she is because I think like Apple Juice is very cute and pretty and Saint Nobody was a great opener. Um, but then like on the other side of the coin, there's like Dear Yessi and Fuck Being Friends and Body Count, which are very like hard hitting. Like, Mm -hmm. um, it's so interesting that Sola is a song. It's like, oh, they're, these girls are so nice. Like they're so whatever. I'm not the type of girl like your mom would want to see me with like cute, soft spoken, very Mm -hmm. like just acoustic guitar. And then there's Body Count, which is like, I dodge dick on the daily, (laughs) you know, like those exist on the same EP. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, we also need to talk about the fact that that's a remix featuring Kalani on this EP, and Kalani so says, I dodged dick for some pussy. Yeah, oh my god. I fucking love Kalani. Um, I'm glad that she's continuously, like, releasing, like, these very explicitly, like, like women-loving women stuff while she's, like, pregnant and has, And I like, love a that she, like, insi- yeah, I love that she's, like, that should not confuse anyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that she says that and makes that really clear exactly um but anyways i wanted to play the song imported on the jesse reyes ep with jrm because i feel like it really um showcases this way that she can really just glide and like sort of tiptoe on a beat which is super unexpected given Mm. other singles that have been released by jesse reyes that are much more piercing I like making bad decisions Let's wake up like nothing happened If we do it, say we didn't If your friends ask if you hit it You could tell them I'll admit it You know what I mean? Her voice is just like, like a bad, So emotive mm-hmm. See what I mean? She's just like mm-hmm. Treading so lightly Maybe And it's like so beautiful Get over them by getting under me and I think because she's so talented at like communicating her emotions via her tone of voice and not just the lyrics she can do this thing where even when she's singing about stuff that is like pretty run-of-the-mill like Sola for example it's like oh yeah like these other girls are more perfect for you than me like that's she's not the first person to sing about that yeah but because she is such a like graphic singer in that way mm-hmm. she like still gives it a layer of like rawness and freshness and yeah. i thought like she did such a good job on this ep i was like really excited and i really loved it um and then the last 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 album i want to talk about before we get into backtracks is this artist called novo amor i don't think i've ever talked about them on this podcast although maybe i've like slipped it in really like casually or maybe like secretly put it in one of the playlists 
but it's super, super beautiful. It's this guy that's like essentially Bonnie Bear, like super Bonnie Bear, basically still Bonnie Bear vibes, like 100%. Yeah. Um, but they have a new album and it's like very, very pretty. And I first heard of this artist after State Lines came out, which was a single um that's on this album so like i heard of them really recently yeah um but i think this guy's been making music since like 2014 the album is called birthplace and the title single was also released like a couple of months ago um but let me just play like one song so you know what i'm talking about when i say it's like essentially bonny bear that slide yeah See what I'm saying? Just wait till the vocals come in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> Are you sure this isn't like a Tom Borbolo rhythm <laughs> riddle like thing? <laughs> yeah. No, I looked it up. I was like, is this like just like a secret Bonnie Bear project? And it's definitely not. Um, but the thing is, it's. I just came up with a terrible DJ name. What? <laughs> Tom, Tom Borbolo Ridden. Stop. <laughs> You're fired from this podcast. How could you do that over this beautiful song? <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? It's like swelling this noise and then it like clears out and it's beautiful. Um, I just feel like... A, even if you sound like Bonnie Mare, it's fucking hard to do that, by the way. And it's hard to make music that is so beautiful like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really like it. And I think that he kind of adds a layer of uniqueness with there are a couple other songs that have like horns on it or like more banjo vibes or like these like swelling strings. And like he manages to kind of brighten it up since his voice is, has a very like soft pillowy quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Emigrate, which is the song I just played, was the first song. And then I also really loved Seneca and Anniversary, in addition to the singles State Lines, Birthplace, and Utican that also came out earlier. But yeah, if you want like deeply, deeply beautiful music in your life, go check out that Novo More album. Yeah. Back check time? Yep. Those show. Do you want to go first? Um, yeah. Okay. First. I need your opinion. Should I do a song that you probably don't know or one that you might know? I guess might know. Okay. I think I do know this song. Is it by? I'm thinking. I hear the chorus in my head. What's that sound up in my ear? Shit, this bothering me so much. Who's the vocalist? It's like, I know, I know what the chorus is going to sound like. Girl, where you from? You gotta warn me when you... 
come around like the sun. I mean, the earth, you make me dumb. Struck in life, cause I don't love you yet, but I'm working on it, trying to see what's next. You got me vexed, and I'm foolish. I know this song. I'm calling on a higher power, like, Lord, I think I'm seeing stars. No, it's just you. You got me in the mood. I've never been in. So let me get you digits. I gotta let you know you're in. Just right, Cosmos Midnight remix. Close. What is it? It's an artist that you like say quite often after Cosmos Midnight. <laughs> Goldlink? No, it's Swindale. Uh, it's a single by Swindale featuring Naji and Sachi. Did I make this a backtrack of mine? Nope. Did I show it to you? Nope. But I demonstrated by singing along that I do know the song. Yeah, it came out last year. Okay. But yeah, so this is a single from Swindale. This was, I think, one of Swindale's like first like single singles that were like more official. It's even mm-hmm. on Spotify. <laughs> I think the first time that I heard of Swindale, actually, I think I tangentially knew about Swindale until they remixed, what is it, Walk With Me? Yeah. Uh, by Cosmos Midnight. There it is. And then, like, Cosmos Midnight, like, sort of, like, picked them up, and then, like, they did some remix to get, um, remixes together. There is a Cosmos Midnight and Swindale remix of that Gold Link song, I think. Uh, Dark Swindle Women? Yeah, I think they had that, like, they did that remix together. Gotcha. Um, So Swindale has, like, that kind of, like, funky sound, and this is exactly what I was like. I think that that just made me, like, <laughs> changed my background. Yeah, yeah, And I yeah, think yeah, you yeah. literally did say Cosmos Midnight, comma, Swindale. Oh, did I? No, I was talking about the Billboard remix. Oh, yeah. Damn. Also, it's like one. such a cute song. It is really such amazing. A, a lot of really good, like, chord uh, resolvings in there. Yeah. Resolutions. <laughs> Resolutions. Yeah, that's the word. You I know do, music. Yeah. You would not do well on the AP Music Theory exam. You ever heard of uh, music? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Are we ready? Do I know this song? No, but I like... I mean, maybe you do. Those final crackles. I know. They just remind me of, like, being inside on a rainy day. But also a disco. This sounds very housey I love this vocalist. Who is it? Not the vocalist. It's Gibbs. Yeah. 
have the like the way the clap hits at the beginning there, and then this yeah. like bass line comes in, and the like rhythm of the vocal on top of the instrumental. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's so good. Like it adds another layer of syncopation, kind of thing. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that is a song, Teenage Fantasy, by Cherokee featuring Gibbs. So I, this, I store it with the rest of like housey, semi-disco inspired future house vibe stuff from 2014. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the It's like funny because you said like a million words, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. Like, you know that Say Something Zach Samuel remix? Oh my God. Like that. There's there's like been like three distinct weeks where I've thought about making that my backtrack. Yeah, it's so good. But you know what I mean? Like it is fully squarely in that vibe, but I don't think this song that I know of really took off in the same way, especially given the fact you don't, you haven't heard it. Yeah. But yeah, Cherokee has very like pure disco vibes. Like it's mm-hmm. has like a more of a retro type of style. And then I think Gibbs vocals really kind of modernize that a lot. Yeah. Um, Gibbs also actually has a new album out. Um, it kind of alternates from a sort of passion pit esque vibe to like Ooh. a Portugal the Man esque vibe, but hmm. still maintains a kind of like funky undercurrent yeah it's a very good album i highly recommend everyone check it out but i love this song because as i was saying as it was playing i think it's emblematic of the time that it came out but it has a lot of layers that you appreciate after like the 10th or 20th listen like on the first listen you're like okay i'm not gonna hit next but I'm not like, oh, this is an instant classic. Mm-hmm. But the more you listen to it, the more you're like, oh, after the first verse, I don't want to hit next. After the first chorus, I don't want to hit next. Oh, the bridge of the second verse is really cool. You know, like yeah. there's a lot of layers that connect the song together really well and make it a great full listen, mm-hmm. um, which I think is um, really cool, just it, like an unexpected. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my backtrack. And the new Gibbs album is great. So yeah, there's that. (laughs) But yeah, I think that's it for us. Do you have anything else? Um, well, Gavi came out with an album, but, uh, we're like ovening that for now. Yeah. yeah, Um, so we'll be back with that next week. Um, From like a first listen, it's really good, but yeah. Anywho. Um, yeah, I guess, like, whatever, like, subscribe, etc. Check out the playlist, blah de blah Go to our site, tweet at us, all that. Yep. See you next week. Bye. I want to have you any other way. Ooh, you're sophisticated, educated. Her love for herself is perpetuated. But she looking at me.